Hey guys, the NCAA tournament is finally here. It's been a great first week of the podcast. We're going to close it out with a deep dive into our favorite plays from tonight's game. So stick around. We'll get you in and out under 10 minutes, as promised, with everything you need to know. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenball and... Tyler Fulgham, we are running the three-man weave as we wrap up this first week of the podcast, fellas, doing this from the Daily Wager Studios, getting it out a little earlier than usual as well. But let's start with this uh, night game. And, Joe, I'm going to go with the last game on the slate because it's a pretty popular underdog. It's Caesars William Hill, nearly three-quarters of the money and tickets on the dog here. But you're, but there's an, it's understandable given the Gillespie injury. I'd like to start by addressing the fact that we are all very well-dressed for this podcast, mm. but no one can see mm. us. We're in jackets. We're in nice shoes. Immaculate. We are very well-dressed. The people at home can't see it, but it's worth <laughs> noting, Kazarian. This game, yes, Winthrop is going to be the play for me. I am going to take the points. They're coming into the tournament red hot. They've won seven straight by an average of 16 points per game. But the key here for me has been the injury to senior guard Colin Gillespie. Villanova was flying high in that game against Creighton. It was a big redemption spot. They lose Gillespie late to the MCL injury. Since then, they were a favorite against Providence. They lost outright. They were a favorite to Georgetown. They lost outright. Six and a half points is a lot. I like Winthrop. I as well like Winthrop in this matchup. Even sprinkle a little bit on the money line for them to upset. You mentioned the situation with Villanova losing their star, you know, creator on offense. Meanwhile, Winthrop's creator that you may not know could become a household name after this tournament, Chandler Vaudrin. I call him either the vanilla James Harden or the ivory James Harden. He's a <laughs> six foot seven lefty creator who had three triple doubles this year. Most of any player in the NCAA, he could get one in this tournament. And if they make a move into the Sweet 16, more people are going to know his name, Doug. For the record, if it gets to five and a half, I'm on the Cats. That's uh, your price? Yes. Yeah, because I think the, the fact that Georgetown made 23 of 23 free throws and one by one, I think there's a little bit of an overreaction, but then I think they get waxed in the next round. So I think it'll yep. rear its ugly head, but I would not be shocked if uh, Winthrop wins this thing outright. Uh, I want to talk about Rutgers here, minus one and a half or two out there in the market over Clemson. Look, Big Ten, ACC, obviously Big Ten, much better conference this year, but that's not the only reason. Both teams in the top 20 defensively, this should be a rock fight. But offensively, Clemson is just that much more challenged, ranks near 100 in Ken Palm, whereas uh, Rutgers a little around 75. So not like a huge difference. I just trust teams that are more battle-tested. Now, that burned me a little bit last night with Sparty. They just blew the lead, didn't get the, get, didn't get the rebound. Should have been shooting free throws late for the cover even, let alone going to overtime. But with that being said, uh, I just trust Rutgers more than I do the Tigers in this game. With the way these two play offense, I predict at least one eight-minute scoring drought for somebody <laughs> wow. at some point in this game. Points are going to be at a premium. You have, like you said, two top 20 defenses, according to Kempom. But look at the tempo for each of these teams as well. Rutgers is 213th. Clemson is 338th. So you've got two teams that love to bring the ball up the court, get set, take their time, work it deep into the clock. Look at Rutgers. As good as they have been at times on offense, they aren't a good percentage team when it comes to three-pointers and free throws. I like the under in this game. Yeah, I, I don't know what channel or what network this is going to be on in the Turner CBS family, but my, my clicker will not go to it at any way, any <laughs> point. And okay. It's just not going to be well, a no fun game it. to watch. <laughs> I'll bet the under. That's the way I'm going to lean. I'm not going to watch it. I'll look when the score is gone final. So avert the eyes on that one. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, Tyler. I'm going to go with you with Syracuse-San Diego State. We know about the orange, kind of a chic pick sometimes in the big dance, the unfamiliarity with the zone. Uh, just kind of can make these uncomfortable runs in the tournament at times. But Aztec's getting a little money. It's now up to three and a half here. Yeah, earlier in the week, Joe and I were hosting Bet, and we had Dallin Cuff, our buddy, on. And we predict Syracuse, we kind of predicted Syracuse could come in and upset. And Dallin 
shot us down like Joel Embiid swatting a shot in the paint. I mean, he was he was almost irate with us, How Joe. How dare he? Pigeons dropping, you know what, from the sky <laughs> on our heads. So, you know what I've done here now, and I think Joe's done the same. I, I've changed my pick. I'm going to lean on Dallin. I'll lay the points with San Diego State. If they win, I win my money. If they don't, then we can go back at Dallin, Joe, and say, how dare you for being so adamant that Syracuse couldn't do this. I will say this, though, Syracuse, Three and eight this season away from the Carrier Dome. Those only three wins coming against Boston College and NC State twice. They have not beat anyone away from their home turf, their home court. And I think that could be a concern, pardon me, against a team as dynamic on both ends as San Diego State. I hate this game. I see good people on both sides. <laughs> Dallin is a big proponent of San Diego State. Uh, Stanford Steve, who has been red hot on this show seemingly for months, is all over Syracuse. So what do you do? What do you do? You got two guys, two minds you trust. I pass. 16 games on the card today. I made it a point to bet all four last night. The first four games, I wanted to have action on all of them. Today, I'm going to have to pass on at least one or two. This is going to be one. I can't see an edge here. Yeah, I'm leaning to the points there. I'm worried. As to, I think the Mountain West Conference is much better than people realize. They won the regular season conference title, obviously. Um, and, and just their, if they're three-point shooting, they have a couple guys who can shoot in the 40s from distance. If that, if that continues here, then they can shoot over the zone uh, in the matchup zone of Syracuse. And also, one thing that's really important is that this game is not at Lucas Oil. So that kind of home field, home sure. court advantage when you when the Syracuse shooters are used to the cavernous background. Depth perception. Right. It's This is a more conventional uh, arena. So in this case, San Diego State won't be as thrown off by the massive backdrop behind the glass backboards. That's something that probably is more narrative than anything, but it's something to recognize. So best of luck to everyone on this first full day of the tournament. Gentlemen, uh, beautifully dressed, as you, <laughs> as you alluded to. And uh, daily wager, uh, all morning shows all week. So it's 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday Eastern, that is, on ESPN2. And then Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. So join us, and then we'll be back with the podcast next week, Monday through Friday.